everybody, real quick before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that if you like this video, uh, this podcast episode, and you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to put a like on the video. That helps get the video out to more people that are looking for this type of content, more people that are looking for the truth as it relates to the UFO phenomenon. And uh, leaving a comment does help as well, but don't you know? Don't feel forced. Feel like you have to do that. But if you have something to add, feel free to add it below, and that helps us as well. Really appreciate all you do to support us, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Thank you. Is there any evidence to support the idea that there are real alien abductions in addition to the demonic deception of this phenomenon? Are there instances where calling out to Jesus doesn't stop the alien abduction phenomenon? We'll discuss these topics and a lot more with CE4 Research President Joseph Jordan, all on this week's Spirit Answers Podcast. Well, he is the director of MUFON South Korea. He is the president of CE4 Research Group, also the co-author of the book Piercing the Cosmic Veil, You Shall Not Be Afraid of the Terror by Night. Joseph Jordan, welcome back to Spirit Answers Podcast. Hey, thank you for having me back on again. It is my pleasure. We have a variety of different things that we're going to touch on today, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, some of these topics include, um, can we r- truly study this UFO alien phenomenon from a scientific vantage point? Um, another thing that we're going to hit on is, a- according to some of the field, they're saying that uh, calling on Jesus is is not helpful uh, with these beings in, in stopping the phenomenon from occurring. And uh, we're also just going to explore the idea that has also been floating around that perhaps there is something more to this phenomenon than just the demonic uh, foundation that we discussed last time and, and, and you, your research has uncovered over there at CE4 Research Group. But before we get into all that, I want to take us back to some of the basics here for those that are maybe unfamiliar with you and what your, your research has, has uh, shown to be true. So can you please briefly explain your research findings as it relates to the alien abduction phenomenon and in particular the three leading causes behind it? I'm trying to do this in a nutshell. Um, 25 years ago, 27 years ago now, um, I started out as a field investigator with the Mutual UFO Network, which is a scientific research investigative organization. I was looking at the UFO ph- abduction phenomenon from a scientific nuts and bolts point of view. But it was during this time of research when I first started out, uh, we were actually focused on the abduction phenomenon, that I came across a particular case that went against everything that everybody was saying was possible. And that was the abduction experience for this one person was stopped while it was happening. Every abduction researcher out there had said at the time that abductions could not be stopped. But yet I had interviewed a gentleman that had claimed during a particular abduction experience, he had stopped the experience and abruptly woke up in the bed. So I contacted these other researchers and asked for you know an opportunity to share this experience with them find out what they thought about it. And that's when I found out that these guys actually had other cases like this one where people had stopped experiences. 
not only had they been able to stop experiences, but they had been able to stop them in the same type of way that this gentleman had, by calling out in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. So that opened up an opportunity for a research realm that we stepped into that nobody else would touch. Um, I was a brand new Christian at the time. So we took this opportunity to start gathering all the claim, all the testimonies that we could where people had stopped the abduction experience using the name and authority of Jesus Christ, which we now knew were out there, not just from this first one that I had come across, but from other researchers that had found them too. So we put ourselves out there saying that we were looking for these types of cases and they started coming in. Over the past 25 years now, I've worked with over 600 abduction cases. I've documented over 400 that have been able to stop the experiences through the name and authority of Jesus Christ. And I've got about 250 that I can publicly share. These cases still continue to come in today to my email um, as I share shows like this and do talks and I put this information out. New people come across this and people will come across and say, I too have done this and I want to share my testimony with you. So this just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, this is what CE4 Research has been doing. I'm still a member of MUPON. I still do scientific nuts and bolts investigations. I still think there are different parts of this UFO phenomena that still need to be looked at from different venues, different perspectives. Um, but CE4 Research has been focused on documenting and building the database to show that the abduction experience appears to be something other than what it is said to be. Yeah, thank you for going into that. And I think you did a great job there covering that in a uh, nutshell. And if you haven't had the opportunity yet, we had Joe Jordan back on episode 13. And he goes into uh, quite a bit more detail as it relates to both his background and CE4 Research Group's background and, and all the different investigations that they did to arrive to the, the point that he just made, which is that calling on Jesus Christ and, and using the, the name and authority of Jesus Christ stops this phenomenon. Um and I, and I want to touch on, too, that through that interview and through, you know, just just knowing who you are and, and, and understanding the research that you've done, um, I, you know, I as someone I, I like to think I, I'm pretty unbiased here. I feel like you ha did a really good job of doing this in a way that was research based. And it wasn't like you came into this phenomenon with any preconceived notions that this is, you know, that this was going to tie back to Jesus or anything like that, you are simply following where, where the evidence uh, led you. And so it's really, inter it's really interesting that that is contrasting with some of what you're hearing today as it relates to um, there are some researchers in the field that are claiming that there is no true way to research this phenomenon. So can you kind of uh, give us an understanding of what you're hearing as it relates to this that you can't truly research this from a scientific perspective? <laughs> well, that's the way you have to start out researching this is from the scientific perspective. Let me give you an example of how I work with this. Um, 
because this is a common mistake. Um, when you when you realize that there is a supernatural aspect to this phenomenon, which that Jack Valet saw that this was the supernatural aspect to it. Even J. Allen Hynek saw that there was a supernatural or psychic aspect to it. Um, the danger that some people run into when they realize that is they want to think that that is all of the aspect that there is. But if you truly do the research and and, and do it properly, realize it isn't. It's a combination of a lot of things. And you have to do a process of elimination to get to what actually you're dealing with. For instance, when a person comes to me and they say that they're having memories that are similar to what they've seen or heard that mirror what people are saying are abduction experiences. You know, I've been having these same type of things that, I, that people call abduction experiences. There's a lot of questions I will take them through before I will just say, okay, this is, this is what people would call, you know, demons that are coming and affecting you. No, there's a lot of things you need to eliminate prior to getting to that point, okay? There's a lot of things you need to look at here. Because there's a lot of things that can trigger this type of memory that need to be eliminated before you end up with that answer. Okay. And that's the scientific research part of this. Okay. Because we do know that certain types of illnesses can trigger this experience, this type of memory to relate to this experience. We know that there is sleep paralysis that is a scientific proven physical experience that people have that can also cause the mind to realize that it has that it's experiencing a presence in the room or a presence affecting the body but it's still only part of a physical sleep paralysis experience it's not a supernatural in any way. There are parts of sleep paralysis experience that's got nothing to do with supernatural at all. But it gives the feeling mentally and emotionally that it is. Okay? So you've got to rule that part out too if that's part of the experience that's remembered. There's also triggers that are just memories that are causing a dream, a just simple dream that is just so real in in its memory that you can't you can't distinguish whether it was real or not okay just a simple dream because you've been watching too many sci-fi movies or whatever and you know i gotta tell you dreams are fascinating you know um some of them can be just so vivid and so real and you just wake up and you go wow you know how can your mind produce something like that when it, you're not really there, okay? So there's a lot of things you have to rule out first before you get to the point that where you go, okay, we got something that isn't quite fitting any of those. And that's when I got to the understanding of, actually, that people aren't being taken anywhere. Led me to that part of it, too. Made me to realize that something else was going on. 
And that's when I started looking at what my peer, Gary Bates, from uh, Creation Ministries International, had come across uh, making a correlation between the hypnosis aspect, the similarities of hypnosis, and what people were sharing about their experience. Now, it doesn't mean they were under hypnosis. I'm talking about the way that they share the story of an experience compared to the way a person has been under hypnosis. And he relates that to a stage uh, mind control guy, Darren Brown from England. You can look at his work on, on uh, YouTube or Netflix. Fascinating stuff. This guy can give you super examples of what can be done with people to deceive them. And we started looking at his work. And then I went back and I said, all right, let's reinvestigate and re-interview some of these experiencers after looking at what he was able to do. And let's see if this is showing up here. So we went back and re-interviewed a lot of the people that I had gotten testimonies from. And what I had found was a lot of the information that should have been there, if it was a real event, wasn't there. In other words, if I asked you to recall a real memory from a real experience, like your last birthday, I could ask you the right questions without putting you under hypnosis to recall pretty much everything that happened that day. You may not remember them right now because you only remember the sensational things. But everything was actually recorded here. And if I ask you the right questions in the right manner, I can get you to go back and recall everything. Touch, smell, feelings, you know, skin feelings, you know, physical feelings, uh, everything. But if I take these people back to their actual experience, traumatic abduction experience, not all of those things are recorded. Now, these so-called secular hypnotherapists will tell you, oh, that's because of a screen block or a screen memory block that they put on them. No, 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 no. That's not what that is. That's their excuse because they can't get to those answers because those answers aren't there, okay? They're not there because it never happened. It didn't really happen. It wasn't a physical abduction experience. It didn't actually happen. It was a memory that was put here, okay? The question is, who put it there? Who put it there? Who has the ability to do that? Who has the ability to put an experience in your mind? Okay? That's when we got to go back and look at Scripture. And then in Scripture, you realize who has those abilities. And that's the spirit realm has these abilities. They have the abilities to give these visions. All right? We see that in Scripture. The same beings that have these abilities to give you visions are the same beings that have the abilities to do the things that we see manifested in the UFO realm. So these same beings are working both realms to deceive humanity and make us believe that there's something else. Okay? So this is how the science part has to be eliminated first before you get to that very end result. 
Okay, you got that part? Yes, yes. Okay, same thing with the UFO side. UFO investigations, this is why I do the nuts and bolts side of it. Because you got to get rid of the nuts and you got to get rid of the real nuts and bolts stuff to where you're only left with something that you're going, nothing fits that. You know, something's very strange here. But I'm working on some cases now that uh, I've actually worked on some recent cases here in Korea that, uh, you know, the guys, when I got the case and found that, figured out what it was, they're not happy that they were deceived, you know. They thought for sure they had something really cool. But, you know, I don't I don't play around. I dig deep until I get some answers out of it. And usually the, you can get the answers if you dig deep enough. You can figure out a lot of this stuff, what it is. And people just get offended when they realize they've been so easily deceived by a trick of light. Or, you know, an atmospheric condition or something. But, yeah, you know, it's that easy. And that's what this Darren Brown does on his videos. He's that easily able to deceive you and convince you to where you are just totally upset and disturbed when you realize he's deceived you. And that's what happens to people when they come to the truth. They realize that, I mean, they're almost ill when they get to that point to where they realize they've been deceived. It's a horrible feeling for a human being to accept that they've been that deceived. That's why they fight it. That's why they don't want to accept it. Yeah, it's painful. It is. So you you go through the process of ruling out all the different scientific explanations and this is where you you, you come to the realization like you said going back to scripture and understanding what can come into our mind and uh invade our thinking and, and give us false thoughts and, and and produce lies have has there been anything so far in your research that's given you any um any uh any evidence that has shown that there is something perhaps also like related to the to the nuts and bolts phenomenon here in other words is there has there been any credence that has been lent to the fact that this could be both a spiritual phenomenon and also something that is of quote extraterrestrial origin no it it's these entities have the ability to make it appear as if there is. They have the ability to manifest physicality, okay? If you look at the stuff that's recently come out with the, you know, the government releasing the files, um, the Navy showing the Tic Tac and the pyramid and the gimbal and all of that stuff, there's a physicality to that. It's on video, it's on radar, okay? But at the same time, it's not physicality, okay? This is what's disturbing them to, 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 you know, to no end. They're trying to comprehend how is this even possible, okay? It defies everything that physics says is possible, which doesn't make sense. Well, it does make sense if you understand the ability of what Scripture tells us, okay? Because if you understand what a manifestation is, you understand that that ability is there. It can be done. We're not talking about a high technology. We're talking about an ability of a being to interact in our world, okay? Because that being is not bound by our physics. 
And that's the difference here. They're not accepting of that because they don't accept that being's realm that it comes from. Okay? They don't understand that. And um, the best explanation of that that I, I came across was from my mentor, Dr. David Allen Lewis, in his book, UFO End Time Delusion. He took an old story called Flatland, <clears throat> and he used it in a chapter in his book, <clears throat> and used it to describe that effect of what the, the try to give us a comprehension of what that experience would be like for something to come into our realm that was not from our realm. <clears throat> That's what the story Flatland is about. And uh, it's fascinating. It's, and it's hard for us to comprehend, but Flatland, the story, helps you try to understand that. Um, and that's the hardest thing that the secular world is trying to deal with. They don't know how to comprehend that. But people like us that are Christians, and we understand that there is a spirit realm. We believe in a God that is spirit. Okay? If we can accept the spirit, then we know that the spirit has abilities. We know the scripture tells us of those abilities. If we're accepting of what scripture tells us, and we know that this can happen, then it's easier to understand and go, ah, that's what we're seeing here. It fits it to a T. It's not technology. It's appearing as technology for deception. And that's that's really interesting and uh, makes me think too like what um you know there's those different reports of people i can't remember uh, no actually I, I think i remember his name is bob lazar uh, mm -hmm. these different people that find these you know supposed technological uh, components of what are su supposedly from you know ufos or, or you know alien spacecraft and so again just going back to the question i asked you before as far as your research has concluded, you haven't seen anything to show that there's any uh, validity to these types of reports. There's no, in other words, uh, you haven't come across any physical technology as it relates to these demonic manifestations. I haven't seen any physical technology. If it is physical technology, it's manifested for the deception. Hmm. Interesting. Here's the, here's the thing. This deception, the purpose of the deception is to deceive humanity. The deception is going to be whatever it takes. But understand, it's still a manifestation. It's not coming from another world. What is a manifestation? Let's get to that one first. <clears throat> who, who is the creator? Uh, God. Who else? Mm, the the angelic entity or the, the fallen angel. They can create? Uh, I guess I meant more in the standpoint that they can uh, mimic creation. They can appear. You know, for example, we talk about on this podcast uh, when people are on um, – hallucinogens or they're they're having a deceptive near-death experience that you can't trust anything in that realm because anything can pretend to be anything so in that sense they they can they can mimic and pretend to be something else and they can 
create themselves as that being, but they're not creating from scratch. That's a manifestation. So that's a manipulation, not a manifestation. Mm -hmm. So if they're manipulating, we got to get this right. This is what people don't understand. This is where the problem comes in. We get to the root of this. We, we get to the root of it all. So they're manipulating. So to do a manipulation, you have to have something to manipulate. What do we have available to manipulate? Uh, technology. Mm-hmm. You have atoms, molecules, right? Right, right. Everything right. is made of atoms and molecules. Right. So they can take whatever is in our realm and bring it together to form it to whatever they need it to be. Hmm. Right? Interesting. Interesting. Let's go back. Let's go back and look at scripture. We had we had beings, God's messengers, that came and met with Lot and his family, right? That's right. The people in that city believed that they were real enough that they wanted to have relations with them, correct? That's right. You figure they were wearing clothes, right? You would think so. <laughs> okay. So not, all, so not <laughs> only did they manipulate matter and energy that existed in our realm mm-hmm. to look like a human being, they also manipulated matter and energy to look like clothing. Mm. Mm. So do you think there's any limitation to what they can manipulate something to look like? Well, that's a great point. I, I had never thought about it from that perspective. The I idea doubt of ability. It. Yeah, those those different uh, uh, atoms like that. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I doubt it as well. That's fascinating. So keep that in mind that that's all we're seeing here. These differences in appearances over time, because we know that this has been going on since the beginning of time. All right man's time creation but it's changed over time to fit whatever yeah the the time culture area the culture changes too right so that's got to tell you you know you know it doesn't matter what it is they can make it this particular deception is fitting western eyes modernized countries right now people will tell you this is well the ufo research realm will tell you this is a worldwide phenomenon meaning it's happening like this all over the world well it's not it's happening in modern westernized countries big time but it's not happening but in rare instances in the rest of the world wow people need to ask why that is Okay, they're lying to you and making you think that it's happening just as much everywhere else that it is in America. It's not. See this? I know. I see the results. They're lying to you. I get the reports. It's not busy everywhere. It's busy in modern westernized nations only. 
the other people getting dealt with in other ways. But this phenomenon is for the modern westernized people. The deception, the appearances, the manifestation of aliens is for modern westernized people. Think about that. Why? Because that's what's best deceiving them. That's right. what they want to see. Right. Similar to, uh, you know, just the idea of like in the, you know, in, the, in, in history, people used to see more leprechauns and fairies and those types of things. Yeah. Manifestation, right. too, you know. Right. So that's what a manifestation is. These beings don't come from their realm and look like that and come here. No, they come from their realm, their spirit, okay? They have spirit bodies. Scripture talks about spirit bodies and celestial bodies. And where these spirit bodies come here, but they're spirit. They have to take on a physicality to, to appear to us, okay? of some type. Sometimes it may be transparent, like ghosts, you know. You know, I, I used to use that in my talks for youth groups, you know, be careful which door you open, you know, because they're going to use whatever door you choose. You like to believe in ghosts, you're going to see ghosts. You want to believe in UFOs, you're going to see UFOs. You want to believe in poltergeists, watch out for that stuff moving across the room. You know, because they're going to come at you with whatever door you want to you want to believe in. Same source, just whatever manifestation you want to open up to. Yeah. So we're not dealing with technology. We're dealing with what they want you to find, or what you want them to leave you. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it, it's all about, like you said, the deception and how they can take souls. Yeah. And again, I, we've talked about it before, but who's behind this all? Yeah, the enemy. Uh -uh. Oh, well, the ultimate that you're talking about, the ultimate deception with, with, with God, which that, that's he's something fun. that we. Yeah, that? he's fun. He's right. behind it all. Right. It's just something that we we talked a little bit about that, and I'm sure there are some people listening to this that are confused by that. Um, we talked a little bit about that at the end of our last interview, and I can't remember the exact scriptures. Uh, Second Thessalonians. Be, yep, se Second Thessalonians. Yeah, I was going to say Thessalonians that talks about God, and I, I and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but in the last days, uh, being responsible for releasing a certain deception in order to separate the wheat from the chaff is do I essentially yeah, have this the strong delusion the strong delusion you know these it's going to come a time to where you're going to have to choose who you who you believe because this deception this deception of all of this stuff this new age this metaphysical this ufo this paranormal all of this has the same effect when you get involved it takes your eyes off of the one true God. This strong delusion, all of this, all of this package takes your eyes off the one true God. Be careful because you let that happen, 
you do in game that's what this is all about so um and i appreciate you talking about this again that's the first time that i've you know talked to anybody that in depth about how this is done and thought about it myself in terms of manipulating you know atoms and and, and the physical things that we have on our side of, of reality here real quick i want to see i want to get your reaction on um you know some people claim in this field that there are cases where people actually have been physically abducted you know from a group even from a group and there's other witnesses there uh, and so I want to get your take on that because, you know, we talked a little bit before already today that this is not something people aren't physically leaving, you know, and going on an aircraft. That's all a part of the deception. So what's your take on, on what is going on in those instances? Like I said, I've been in this 27 years now and I have yet to see a documented case where anybody's proven anybody's gone anywhere. I see lots of stories. I hear lots of stories. There's a lot of talk out there of a lot of crazy stuff, but nobody has proven anything in 27 years, or we wouldn't even be sitting here having this conversation. Period. Let me give you an example. This is always the problem with all of this. I hate to pick on the guy, but because because I, I think he's a great guy, is uh, Travis Walton's story. Yeah, you know, it's a great it's a great story. You know, I've met Travis. I've listened to his story. I've sat right there and, and listened to his story in the audience a number of times. I've had an opportunity to ask him questions. You know, it's great. He's got it. You know, it's covered. Um, the thing is, you know, when he got to that point. In the, in the truck with the guys in the woods. They saw the light. They got to the point where they stopped to look at it. He jumps out and, and runs away from the truck toward it. And this is what they're saying. And then they leave him. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They leave him. He shows up days later. That's not evidence that he was taken. Period. Yeah. Yeah, because they left him is where you're they left him. Right. Okay. He's got a story. They they passed a lie detector test. Okay. I got a problem with that. He passes a lie detector test. Let me tell you about passing a lie detector test. If you truly believe what you believe. You're going to pass a lie detector test. I have no problem that this fellow Darryl, Darren Brown can tell you this is what you believe, which he can do to people, and you'll take that lie detector test and you'll believe it, and you'll pass it. You can be... Power of suggestion is very powerful. And if that's what you believe, you'll pass that test. And that's very simple. It doesn't mean it's the truth actually happened it means it's what you believe to be the truth this is where danger comes in it's it's a if you really get into this whole concept of how the how memory can be affected and there's a fascinating series on it 
um, on on the Disney Channel, Disney Plus Channel. I watched, and it it is just incredible how you can be affected, and how we think we know what we remember. Uh, yeah, it's it's my, that's something that everybody should watch. You know, and as a safety officer, as a safety professional, it, it just it just puzzled me to no end. You know, because we train people, we want to train people at work to stay focused on your surroundings, you know, and stay focused on the job at the same time. You know, that's not possible. You know that they say that that humanly we can't do that. We can't we can't um, multitask. That's that's uh, that's something that's really not possible. It's a, it's a false thing that we think is possible. They tested people. You know, we want people to stay focused on the task to make sure we get the task done right so it's uh, we have a good quality product when they're working. Um, but at the same time, they want to be aware of their surroundings so they're kept safe. Okay? That's what safety people want them to do. But they can't do that. Because once they start watching their surroundings... They put themselves in a position where they're not doing quality work. If they focus on the work, they put themselves in harm's way because of their surroundings. So it's we're in a predicament because we can't do both. Okay, and and, and just that one thing I learned from that show, I went, oh my, this is these people are missing this. So how do we how do we deal with this? Wow. Oh. It makes me think, too, about how, um, like you said, the power of suggestion or, or just the idea that when it comes back to screen memories, I, I've always thought that that was even before I became a Christian, I thought that was so interesting that that was where people went with that, because there is no evidence that leads up to that. I feel like that's something that is just it, it, it works. And so therefore people run with it. Exactly. Because they didn't have an answer. They, they use the idea of a screen memory. The aliens are giving them a screen memory so they can't remember. They can't get past it. Uh, there, there's nothing to get past because they didn't give them the memory to remember in the first place. Right. Here's the thing about the memory that they give them, just so people understand what I was talking about there. The abduction experience works like this. They give them a, enough information, sensational information, to recall a sensational abduction experience. But they don't give them a whole story. They don't need to. They only give them enough sensational information to come out of it remembering, oh my God, I had this horrible, horrible abduction experience. I was put on this table and they did these things to me. That's all they remember, okay? Maybe remember going through the ceiling to the ship. They don't remember all the little details, which you would if it was a real experience and I asked you the right questions, but all those little details were never given to them because they never happened. This is, let me give you the best example ever given to us in your face truth, but we thought it was not real. Okay. Hollywood's got a great thing about that. They, they give us truth in our face, but we go, ah, it's just Hollywood. So we don't believe it. That's the best thing to do. Give us the truth and then laugh about it so we don't believe it. You know who else does that? Who's that? Satan does that. Mm. 
Oh, I'm not real. Best trick in the woods, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is. It yeah. is. We talk right. about it time and time again. The first Matrix movie. Raise your hand if you've seen the first Matrix movie. Everybody's seen the first <laughs> Matrix movie. Right. Okay. Neo goes on board the, the submarine or whatever they were on. And he lays down on the bed. They're going to hook him up, right? Mm -hmm. Back of the head. So they plug him in. Where does he go? To the Matrix. This white space. Nothing's there, right? Mm -hmm. Then what starts showing up? Furniture. Mm -hmm. So what is it? Where is he now? It make, where do they make it look like? He's in a living room setting, right? And then who shows up? Orpheus. Okay, let's stop right there. That's all I need to give you. Where's Neo? In the in the Matrix, right? No, where's Neo? Oh, he's he he's physically still there in the I forget what it's called, but the thing that the he went. Was, he was in the submarine. Still on the bed. Okay, yeah. There's your abduction experience. I I see, I see. That is a really good way to look at it. Now I think you asked about people saying that the name of Jesus wasn't working anymore. You want to go there? That yeah, that was where I was going to go next. Yeah. Okay, okay, we'll go there. Now I've had people say that. People that are peers of mine say that, that I've worked with for some two decades, saying that they come across people that saying that it didn't work for them. or So they come out and turn around and say publicly, well, the name of Jesus isn't working for this anymore. Based on somebody telling them that they couldn't use, it didn't work for them? That's what they based that on? That's it? I do 25 years of research with 600 cases, and you got across one guy who says that it didn't work for him? So the, Jesus doesn't work anymore? This is how this works? This is how research works? Hmm. Let me tell you something. I come across a lot of people that Jesus didn't work for. There's a reason for that. Jesus is not a magic word. There's a process to becoming a believer. There's a process to having that authority in your life over these demonic entities. The reason they're there in your life in the first place happens from my research shows one of three reasons or a combination of the three. One, you ask for it. And there are people that do. Second one, you unknowingly open the door to allow these entities in your life by dealing in the occult, the paranormal, metaphysical realm, the UFO realm, whatever. Anything that God said, don't mess with, you open the door in that realm. And these entities said, oh, okay, we're allowed in. Open the door. Let's go. 
And then there was a third one. It took us a while to figure it out, but we did. Scripture led us to an answer for that one. We had adults saying that I don't fit the first two. I remember having these experiences since I was a child. I said, okay, let's relook at this. What we found, and Scripture backed it up, was the open door wasn't with the child. The open door was with the parents who were supposed to be giving the spiritual covering for the child in that home. Okay? This is how this happens to people. This is an open door that you allow these entities to happen. So to get these entities to stop and go away, you need to have some kind of authority. Where does the authority come from? Through Jesus Christ. Through the Holy Spirit. To gain that authority comes through you accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Master. Okay? Scripture talks about that too. That happens to be right smack there in the middle of the spiritual warfare chapter. Chapter 6 in the book of Ephesians. Verse 19 talks about this authority. Says right after putting on the whole armor of God, having you in defense against the enemy, there's an offensive move that it talks about, which is what these testimonies show. Verse 19, it says, That utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And then it goes on, For which I am an ambassador in chains. What does that mean? That utterance may be given unto me. Who's going to give you that utterance? That's the Holy Spirit that lives right. in you as a believer. That it, you may open my that I may open my mouth boldly. What does that mean? That means you're gonna open up and say something out loud. Why do you gotta say it out loud? And who are you saying it out loud to? Well, let's look at the context. This is the spiritual warfare chapter against who you warn against. Principalities, power, spiritual wickedness in the heavenly realm. This is the enemy. This is the deceivers that you're dealing with in this realm. So you've got to yell at them. Talk out loud. Why? Can't they read your mind? Uh, obviously not. Or scripture would have told you that. No. God says you've got to talk out loud to them because they can't read your mind. They make you think they can read your mind, but they can't. And I'll, there's other verses that will tell you that too. You've got to yell at them. You've got to let them know. Okay? What are you saying to them? To make known the mystery of the gospel. What is that? Which mystery are they referring to? The mystery that they're referring to, this particular one for this verse, is where the authority comes from. Because that's what we're talking about. The authority. If Satan had known what was going to happen, 
he would have never have let Christ be crucified. Because what happened, most of us know, but he didn't know until afterwards. Because a mystery is something that is withheld for a time and revealed at a later time. What Satan did not know what was going to happen was that after he thought he would get rid of Jesus on the cross, Jesus would rise from the dead, ascend to heaven, end of Christ on his earth. Satan's earth. That was this is his world till Christ takes control. That's right. This is where he didn't know what was getting ready to happen. What did Jesus say before he, he left? He rose to heaven. He told his apostles, Go to Jerusalem and wait, for I send you the Comforter. On the day of Pentecost in the upper room, those believers received the Holy Spirit. From that point on, every believer would receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit having the same authority that Jesus was given on this earth when he walked this earth in his ministry. The same authority over the enemy. Over the same authority that said he had over everything above the earth, below the earth, and on the earth. is now given to us as believers through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We have the most power, we have access to the most powerful weapon in the universe as believers. What say ye about this technology now? I'd say it doesn't, doesn't stand up, doesn't compare. doesn't stand up. Nothing stands up. So if this is not working for you, then I would question what door are you leaving open to these entities? you got to shut them down. The biggest thing I, work, I deal with when I work with people is, you know, a lot of people said, you have a process I can go through? I say, you know, we got these, I finally did put something together. I borrowed it from another pastor. And uh, I said, uh, let, me, let me put something together. I got these eight R's to freedom, okay? And it's a process that people can work through, and it, it, it's something that they can focus on and take themselves through and, and go through this process to, to become free. And uh, it's in my book. It's on the website. Please go look at it. It comes from Dr. Henry W. Wright uh, on, a, on, on, on his book that is just awesome. And I used it and tailored it to fit the, the work that I do, and, and people love it. But the biggest one that people have a hard time getting through is number five, which is remove it. And that means removing the whole thing from your life and, you know, completely. And 
that's a tough one for people, and that's usually the one that gets them in trouble, that keeps it from ha getting to total freedom because they still want to dabble on the Internet and look at this and look at that. You know, you've got to shut this down. And everything that got you into this in the first place, you've got to stop. You've got to put it away. You've got to move on with your life. Become a Christian. Become a believer. Get involved in a, in a community of believers. Stop this phenomenon. Move on. Give no more to this enemy. This is where we run into problems. Something has left this door open. Use the authority that's given to you. Okay? Use it. There are times also where I've come across where people have stepped out and said, you know what, I'm going to take this on as part of ministry also. I'm going to take on this fight. I talked with Gary Bates when he first got his book out there. I said, Gary, he asked me, he said, you got any advice for me? I said, yeah, beware of the roller coaster. And he says, what? And I said, call me when you understand. He was on the road traveling country to country, doing his talks on his first book. And he calls me, I think it was from England. He says, I'm on the roller coaster. And I said, I told you. He says, I said, you all right? And he says, yeah, I got this. That roller coaster is the enemy will beat you down and the Lord will raise you up that next hill higher. And the enemy will beat you down the Lord will raise you up again higher. The Lord will beat you, and the enemy will beat you down again. This is that spiritual warfare fight you get involved with when you get into ministry, okay? Because it's a battle. You've now stepped onto the battlefield. So that is another avenue where it may not be working for you, but persistence, it will. Expect it to happen because you're in the fight. If you're a pastor and you're being attacked, expect it. Say thank you Jesus. I'm going to I'm a target. Thank you Jesus. I'm doing the right thing that they hate me. If you're not being attacked, I'd be questioning why not. Why aren't you a thorn in the enemy's side? Well but said. if you're not in the fight and you're trying to get free, then you need to talk to somebody and let them help you close the doors and help you find out what's being left that needs to be dealt with. Okay? Something's there that you can be helped with. Something else is going on. Or keep in mind, we talked about this earlier. There are other things that this could be besides a demonic oppression experience. This may not be demonically related at all. This may be a medical condition you think is demonically related. This may be something that has been mistaken to where somebody jumped to that conclusion That could be simply dealt with in another way. 
And a lot of these people think that's what I'm saying. That a lot of the researchers assume that when I say that the name and authority of Jesus Christ can stop alien abduction experiences, it means all of them. It doesn't mean all of them. It means the ones that are actually demonic oppressions. Memories that have been given to these people. Because not all of them are that. Remember, 98% of all UFO sightings are misidentifies. And I would say probably as much abduction experiences are also. Minimal ones, when you get down to the ones that you can't identify, the true unknowns, those are the ones that have the paranormal aspect to them. Same with the abductions. And those are the ones that were probably into that demonic spiritual aspect that need to be dealt with. But that's just where people have mistakenly jumped to everything is a demon behind another bush. Okay? It's not. This is why I wear this and this and CE4. Because both are there. And for those listening, he's he's wearing a MUFON hat. You can't see him right now. MUFON hat behind him is CE4 uh, research group uh, wall behind him there. So in other words, he's just referencing that he has both the uh, you know practical science, physical part of it, and also the spiritual part of it. Uh, yeah, he's referencing both sides. Yeah, I'm very I'm very appreciative that you mentioned that that this very well could be something that's not demonic and uh, uh, it just it really ties it all back to um, what we talked about last time. I, I think it was last time. If not, it was at least off off air, which is that when you're doing a lot of your research for MUFON, uh, you know, so much of this can just be written off as is uh, something that can be explained is it is not, uh, uh, you know, something that we can't figure out what's what is going on. And we had talked about today, too, that people a lot of times they find discomfort in, in the idea that they've been to see they want to have an experience or they were hoping to have that some kind of an experience. And so it's very easy, again, I think, to, to just jump into that. To, you, you want this to be something more grand. A lot of people want to have paranormal experiences. Yes. And, and they're they're disappointed when they're not, you know. Right. Right. Um. I and I, I I think I'd be remiss to not at least bring up some of these um, reports that have come out of the Pentagon recently about uh, what they're studying now. From what I understand, <clears throat> excuse me, they are now they have i think they opened up and you can correct me if i'm wrong a full-time task force to research the ufo phenomena and just as of this recording and this will be going out here pretty shortly after we record this um they have released some of their findings declassified some of their findings to show that the ufo phenomenon is is causing uh with experiencers burn damage uh nerve damage and i i think the last one was was time distortion or missing time so I just wanted to get what what is your take on that? Is 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 that at all surprising to you that they've released some of this information? No, it's it, it's about time. Um, and those things that 
it's fascinating because those things that you're describing there is is just more ammo to show you this is <laughs> this is a this is something that is outside of our realm. Um, just say the last two that you said: uh, time distortion and nerve damage. Nerve damage is going to show a physical attribute to this, which they can do. Um, but the time distortion is one that's fascinating. Okay, how can they do time distortion? Think about that. That doesn't make any sense at all in the in the science part, but it does in the spiritual aspect, in the manifestation aspect, because. This is something that was talked about 20-some years ago by Jenny Randall's researcher out of England. And I've come across interviews or I've sat and talked to people given their UFO sighting interview right in front of me, and they're just blown away by what's happened to them. And it wasn't by what they saw. It was by what they experienced that got them so freaked out, you know, and what she describes and what she termed way back then, because she was coming across this too, was the Oz factor. And this is that time distortion. And it, it is just something that you have to look at from the spiritual aspect in this manifestation of a spiritual entity. Because what's happening here is... There's people that are having these sighting reports where in close proximity reports, okay, to the object, they will talk about things like all of a sudden everything became totally silent. No sound at all. Okay? And it's like everything slowed down. Like time just stopped. This is that time distortion. Jenny Randall's termed this the Oz factor, okay? Way back 20-some years ago. And uh, this is something we've seen, and this is something I've seen. I've sat in front of two fishermen, redneck fishermen in Florida, that happened to see a craft while they were fishing. Didn't affect them. They weren't fascinated by they saw what they thought was an alien spacecraft. They were just totally blown away by this experience where all of a sudden they're in this time-distorted envelope during the experience where all the cicadas went silent, the birds went silent, the traffic was no longer making noise next to I-95 there in Florida where they were fishing at. Everything was absolutely quiet and nothing moving but the two wow. of them. And they knew that wasn't normal. This is what they're seeing in these crafts in the videos by the Navy. This ability for these things to do this space movement that they're doing at high speeds can only be inside of a bubble that is of a distorted time bubble, okay? They're theorizing that 
that would enable these things to do what they're doing. You're talking about a spiritual manifestation coming into our realm. This is explainable in that way. They just don't know how to say it. So no surprise to me. I'm going, come on, bring it on. We know what this is. You don't. See, this is the crazy thing about all of this. We as believers, we have disclosure. This is the best time in the history of humanity to be able to share the gospel to a, a planet of humanity looking for truth. They are, they are this close to speaking our language. They're just a, a one flip of a word away. We can take what they have and go, yep, we know what you're talking about. Yep, I have no problem with what you're saying. But this is what it is. We've got 2,000 years of documentation to show you what this is. This isn't new. But the problem is the church is doing this to it. Instead of letting us show them what we've, what we've got as Christian researchers. Let us teach you the church, the army of God, how to witness to these people that are looking for answers. Because you, the Christian sitting in the church, especially if you're an elder one like me, your kids, your grandkids, they're all looking at this. And if you can't tell them what this is, you're going to lose them. Eternally, you're going to lose them. So well said. And we've talked a little bit about that as well in this show before that so many churches out there, you know, I can never remember the exact church, but there's one of those churches in Revelation that Jesus is talking to. They've lost their love for Christ. And because of that, uh, they become dead and dry in what they're doing in, in, in their worship of Jesus, their relationship with Jesus. I think, you know, we see that, unfortunately, so many in so many churches today. And what an opportunity to be able to speak to people that might not otherwise. Well, first of all, to be able, like you said, to be able to speak to youth and, and, and people that are interested in these things because of what we see in entertainment in, in Hollywood. This this is a perfect bridge to those people that are already in the church. Um, and, th and not only the people that are in the church, but people or actually, yeah, people that are in the church, but people that are looking at other places outside of the church in new age and these other spiritualities where it seems to be there's a lot more wonder, awe and and uh, movement. And it just feels more alive. What an opportunity to be able to get those people uh, through this phenomenon. And and like you said, not only get those people and, and, and reignite their passion for Christ through this, but then help the people that are still lost out there. You know, the people in, that are researching this from a secular standpoint to bring more people into the kingdom. I think this is a this is an incredible weapon. Like you said, it's really it, it, it blows my mind that there are so many in the church that turn a, a blind eye to it. It's it's incredible. Exactly. And the thing is, unlike the rest of the realm, we've got the evidence to back it up. What this is. 
The testimonies are the evidence of what is behind this. The evidence of these testimonies being able to stop this abduction experience in Jesus' name is the most powerful evidence in the UFO realm of what's behind this experience. Why would aliens stop in Jesus' name? Why does no other name work? Why is no other, with all the religions in this world, the belief systems in this world, why is only one name effective? against this enemy, against this delusion, against this, this intruder. Why one? Why would these beings come across vast distances of this universe to tell us that Jesus Christ is not the truth, that there are gods? Why would they not come across and say, the other ones aren't? <coughs> They only come to say that he isn't. These are red flags that I have to look at and have to keep in my hand to go, something's wrong here. Look at these. These are the ones nobody wants to look at. Yeah, not because they don't have answers for. Right. And not to mention, I think it's it's interesting too, because these are people, and again, I'm not trying to you know, if somebody that's in the secular field looking at this and, and, and is not a believer, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but I think it blows my mind that people in that field, they talk about research and they talk about data, but these are the, in these instances where we have interactions, these, these experiences are having these interactions with these, with these beings, many times these beings, and I know we talked a little bit about this last time as well, they're talking about new age concepts you know, reincarnation, um, things that go against the Bible. You know, there's no good and evil. It's all about love, only love. There's no need for repentance. And it's yep. these exact same uh, beings that when you re rebuke them in the name of Jesus Christ, they disappear. You know, when, when you when you when people are coming out of the new age, we highlight these these stories on this program. People are talking to their spirit guides saying they're getting the exact same material from their spirit guides as that as we're finding in the, in these different experiences. Not every time. But some of the times in these different experiences with these with these beings, I think that that right there is very you want to talk about research and, and data and, and letting the research guide you. I think that's that's very telling. Absolutely. Very telling. That's not a coincidence. So um, I, I have really enjoyed this, uh, Joe, and uh, just. I just I'm so thankful again for everything that you that you have done in this field and and continue to do. Um, I want to give people an opportunity uh, to be able to find you uh, multiple places online. Uh, but before we do that, and if you don't, you've you know, you've already shared a lot with us today. Is there anything else that you want to share with us here before we wrap up and give people that opportunity to see where they can find you? Yeah, I got uh, something new I'm working on. And uh Am I able to pull up a tab without affecting everything? Uh, are you talking about just on your end, not not sharing the screen? Or no, are just you mine. To... Yep, I think so you should mine. be good. Okay. Um, I've got a fellow I've been working with that uh, he's 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 working on finishing a book right now. Actually, two books. And I I came across him a few months ago. He he found me, and Come to find out, we've had a long, similar history 
which is quite fascinating. He's a believer like myself and, and you. And uh, what's interesting about this gentleman is his view on this phenomenon that he's going to be sharing in the second book. The first book is going to be his testimony uh, coming from a non-believer to believer, which is like the testimonies like I share. And then the second part is his professional work looking at this UFO abduction experience. And he's coming at this as a professional psychotherapist, uh, which uh, he's a counselor right now uh, overseas. And like I said, he's just finishing the second book now. He's ready to go to publish. And I'm working on a, a forward for him. And I've had a chance to read both of these books that he's putting out, working with him. And uh, helping to get the final touches on them. But when I read the second one, the the more in-depth professional psychotherapy perspective on this, I came across a quote that he had. I just wanted to share with your um, your followers here to get yeah. an idea of what he's got coming out here, <laughs> which is fascinating. Yeah, please because do. a while back, probably a year ago, when Louis Elizondo was really hitting the scene with. Uh, you know, the information coming from ATIP and coming from the government and release of all the stuff that they were putting out. You know, he made a couple powerful comments out there. You know, he was letting people know that, you know, we're going to have to take a different look at this phenomenon. You know, with the way that everybody's looked at it over the decades, whether it be, you know, John Mack or Hopkins or David Jacobs or Jack Vallee or Heineck, you know, or any of the big names that have looked at this from all their different perspectives over the years, we still have no answers. And with the way that things are looking right now and the stuff that they discovered, he's saying that there has to be new perspectives to look at this from. And I will tell you, when I read this his research book on this, the research, second book, the research part, I was like, wow, this is one of those new perspectives. And I was pretty blown away, uh, especially just from <laughs> looking at this quote. You know, I was just like, this is what I'm talking about. And it's going to make differences in the way this, this research is looked at. And I'll read his quote here. <clears throat> and his name is uh, Joe Tagliarini. And it'll be out here soon. And I, I hope you get a chance to interview him because I tell you, uh, you, you all will be blown away by his information he's got to share in his work. So what connection am I seeing here? My understanding is that the alien message, the majority of this purported biological mixture of expressed technology, spirit, and flesh, bring as one of confusion, which in turn indicates how confused they themselves may be. I am convinced these things are spooked by us. 
that they see an image of something they want to be, that they know what we are in respect to identity, but that we as humans do not know who we represent. Could it be that there is a mingling of rogue and good in this esoteric synthesis? Could it be that they are trying to figure out why God image beings are acting so dumb, forgetting who they are and mirroring a twisted image? Could it be that both malevolent and good, those that even kept their domain, are not permitted as yet to tell us who we are? That is not that it is not in their remit. Although it seems very evident, the corrupt ones push boundaries and make out they are otherworldly, thus pushing the doors for more access. From the handful of interactions I had with journalists on the field and interviews with adults whose consciousness were impacted as children through interaction with silver saucers, entities, and having explored the New Age scene, I discover that boundaries have indeed been broken. Wow. Wow. That is, like I, I said before, because I had a chance to hear a little bit about this before we started recording, that is certainly a new way to approach this, that idea that perhaps they're trying to learn something from us. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm excited for that, and, and I'm excited for everything else that you're continuing to do, uh, you know, both for C4 Research, MUFON, and also with the book, the, the new book as well. And we can start off with that, uh, the one that we mentioned last time. If you want to give us an update on this, it's uh, on Holy Communion Casualties of a Cosmic War. Yeah, that's my second one. And actually, the, the way that one's going to, just to give you a little synopsis on how that one's going to lay out. Um, if you go on my CE4 Research YouTube channel, and there's a video on there from my 2010 Roswell talk by the same name. The way that that video is laid out, that my talk is laid out, is kind of the same way the book will be laid out. Uh, I'll give you kind of a little, little head start on cheat on how what to expect in the book. Um, the book will be a number of major testimonies in the beginning that give you the, the initial book. And then uh, I'll have many more of the testimonies that I haven't shared yet uh, at the end of the book, like I did in the first one. I want to keep including as many as I can so that people can, can see them. Because the testimonies, like I said, are the evidence, you know, the most powerful evidence that we have. You can say all you want that, uh, you know, we know what this is. The Bible says they're demons, but it's you have to have evidence. You know, remember that. Uh, how do we reach the lost by the word of our test by the, the word of God and our testimony? Testimony. So you can say God says they're demons all you want, but if you don't have evidence to prove it, they're not going to believe you. So guess what? How much evidence do you need? I've been saying that for twenty years. <laughs> Every time I do a talk, <laughs> how many testimonies do you need to show you that this is the truth? Because they're going to keep coming in, and they keep coming, and they keep coming. Hmm. And uh, 
any any update on a release date on that one yet? Anytime um, nope. I got to get settled in uh, back at the Space Center and in the new job with Blue Origin. Um, once I get settled in, I'll be back on the book. Um, it's the you know it, it's got plenty in the work already. I just got to get get through this transition from Korea back to the U.S. and uh, get in the home there and get things squared away. So awesome. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And um, you mentioned something as well that I want to make sure we have an opportunity to people know that they can find you, which is CE4 Research. They can find you, like you said, on the YouTube channel and also on uh, Facebook, CE4 Research. Yep. And while, while we're here, uh, somebody asked on uh, a few episodes back, we had the opportunity to interview your, your co-author on, on Piercing the Cosmic Veil, uh, Jason December. And somebody had asked on that one, um, it, it, what happened to the to the piercing the cosmic veil show so any any update you want to give on that um same thing with that one we just took a break on that one i've got to get back settled in where i can get a studio back up in uh the u.s i've got that planned um just to let you know back in february my my father passed 88 years oh, i'm sorry and uh yeah thanks and uh i'll be taking his house there in florida it's right there where i'm going to be working and um uh, I hope to set up a room where I can get a you know full office and studio set back up. And uh, once I get settled in, we'll get back up to where we'll start doing interviews again. Awesome. Uh, and uh, now the face the 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 channel is up. Um, it's up there. So, Alien Intruders, uh, Piercing the Cosmic Veil show that's up there on YouTube. So, okay, it's called a Alien Intruders. Piercing the Alien Intruders dash Piercing the Cosmic Veil show. Um, it's up there. The old shows are up there. And then, you know, I, I kept everything up there so that uh, people could still get to the old shows. And then as soon as they get back, we'll start doing some new ones. I just, everything's been in so fast trying to get transitioned out of here that I haven't had time to focus on all that. And uh, the book that we mentioned there as well, the first book, uh, Piercing the Cosmic Veil, You Shall Not Be Afraid of the Terror by Night. Uh, a lot of te great testimonies in that one as well. And people can find that on Amazon. And also there's a link there on the CE4 Research uh, website as well, which is CE4Research.com. As always, Correct. I'll include the links below wherever you're, if you're listening to this on a, on a podcast app or if you're on YouTube, I'll have all the links yep. there. And, uh, and again, Joe has been kind enough to provide his email. If anybody wants to get a hold of him, just CE4President at Yahoo.com. Or if you have a testimony, contact me through the email. And uh, I know people have asked a question, you know, I, I feel I'm not sure if I want to share my testimony and put my name out there. You don't have to put your whole name out there. I respect anonymity. I understand what people deal with, you know, in public life and everything else. My job is to share testimonies. That's what the Lord gave me as a ministry is to share these testimonies as evidence for what this is. Give me a first name. I don't care if it's not your first name. Give me something I can put on it so people can see a name. I know it's real. I'll have it documented that it's real. I'll have your email that know where it's coming from. Okay? I'll know it's real. I can vouch where it's real. I have credibility. That's not a problem. Okay? I'm not putting fake testimonies out there. Your testimony will be safe. As a MUFON, I'm bound by law. Okay? to respect anonymity. 
I can get sued if I put if I put your name out there and you tell me not to. That's not a problem. It ain't going to be put out there if you ask not to. Share your testimony. Part of being free is being able to help somebody else get free. Understand? That's the eighth R. If you get to my eight R's and you look at it, the last step to freedom is being able to help somebody else get free. When you can do that, you've defeated the enemy. If you can't share your testimony, the enemy still has you in bondage. Keep that in mind. Shoot me an email if you have a testimony to share. The world needs to hear it. You go, well, you got so many testimonies. How's mine going to make a difference? It's not my call. That your testimony may have that one sentence in there that's different from the rest. That that one person out there that God's been trying to reach, your testimony may be the one that does it. And I've seen that happen so many times. It's happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well said. And uh, just want to say thank you again for joining us today again and for, again, all you're doing in, in the field. And, and I look forward to having you back on here, hopefully again, when, when you have some more of these projects coming out, when we can talk again, uh, Joe, this has been phenomenal and God bless you and everything that you're doing. Hey, before you go. Yeah. How's the new look? Is it okay? I know I, I used to have a long I, I like it a lot. It's quite, it's quite a change, but I think you can pull it off. I think you can definitely pull it off. It was very, um, it's very different, but yeah, you can definitely pull it off. Is it a permanent thing? Uh, probably being, I got a job, different job. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, th I think you look great either way. So I think you're, you're good to go there. Just another piece of advice of an elderly person that do what you got to do. There you have it. Don't awesome. be afraid. Don't be afraid to do what you got to do. Got to clean up for a job. Clean up for the job. Yeah. Very true. Sometimes it's just the you know the simple things that we lose track of that. Yeah. You know, really make the difference. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I will. Right. I will talk to you here soon. Thank you. Yep. Take care. God bless. Yep. You too. Take care. Well, that's it for this week's show, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. And a reminder that if you appreciate and enjoy what we do, there is a donate button uh, in the description. Feel free um, to utilize that. It's PayPal. And I really, really appreciate your support. Um, all that goes back into the podcast and trying to get the truth out there, like I said at the top of this interview, to more people that are looking for it, more people that might be uh, abductees themselves and are looking for this type of content to, to help them out. Um, I also want to remind you of our Facebook group, Spirit Answers. If you haven't gone over there yet, you can get a sneak peek of next week's episode over there and interact with many of our guests over there and uh, leave prayer requests there as well. And uh, thank you again for sharing this podcast with somebody, leaving a, a review on the podcast that you're listening to us on. And uh, again, for all you do to support us. I will see you next week. I will be praying for you. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.